Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I'm so excited to have you in on another episode on today. I'm excited today for what we're going to be talking about, because I believe that as you are listening, we have many that go through this and have experienced it. If you ever lived on this earth, you've gone through some type of depression at one point or time in your life. And so I have a special guest with me today that really is going to open up to us and share her experiences as well as to give us some helpful information on how to help us. And so today we got Kathy with us and Kathy, she has suffered with depression for a long time before she even understood what depression was. And in an effort to alleviate her suffering, she treated her depression with acupuncture, talk therapy, medications, uh, meditation, positive self-talk, exercise, and research to get a better understanding of what she was dealing with. And she found the perfect combination of treatments to help her get through her daily life. And she also has a current blog that's called Kathy Cross, which is a depressive positive perspective. And it's where she shares her positive thoughts and ideas that have helped her battle through her depression. And so thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today, Kathy. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me, Tiffany. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, I thank you. Thank you so much for being a part. And just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself so they can know a little bit more about you. Sure. Okay. So I'm, um, I'm a teacher. I'm a middle school English uh, language arts teacher, and um, I enjoy it on some days and those days (laughs) where the students get under my skin. It's a little bit more challenging to enjoy them. Yes. (laughs) But but I became became a teacher later in life. I I was first in, in the book publishing industry in Manhattan, and that was exciting, and I really loved working there. But um. I currently, you know, I, I am currently focusing on writing. I, like you said, I have a blog called Kathy's Cross. I've been focusing on my writing a lot lately because that's one of the things that I realized that has really helped me with um, my depression. Mm-hmm. And I find that, you know, while I'm writing, I'm at my happiest and it just helps to center me and I could be writing a short story or um, working on my novel or writing a blog post. I'm just happy in my quiet time by myself, just writing. So, so lately I've been really focusing on that and in, in, in order to center myself and, and get myself in, in a, in a happier place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's what we're talking about today, listeners, is just depression, because I know a lot of us have experienced that. And Kathy, would you just share with the listeners um, how you first started dealing with depression and when you first sought help? So it was 
when I was, I'm going to say around 11 or 12 years old that I first started suffering with depression. And I didn't understand what I was going through. I didn't understand why I was going through it. So I, I didn't understand why I was going through it. So I was always really angry with myself, angry with people around me, upset about my situation, always crying, just, just not in a happy place. And I remember that it was just anything could happen. Like somebody say something that wasn't so nice and I would start crying. Whereas other people would be like, oh, you know, be quiet or whatever. I just, I, I didn't understand why I was always so upset. I was angry with myself for always being upset and angry and and it was just a never ending circle. And um, so this was around when I was 11 or 12 years old. And this was how I came to, to, to understand myself, just always angry, always upset, always sad. And I never thought of myself as depressed yet. I just, that, that wasn't a thing. So let's, we're talking about um, back in the, in the eighties, 1980s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so it, all, you know, fast forward all these years, you know, through high school, through college, always stayed to myself, never really got to know anybody. In fact, when it came to college, I, 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 I didn't want to go away to college because I didn't, I didn't want to be around other people that, that frightened me a little bit. Um, that's part of my introvertedness, but, um, and then, you know, I started working and again, it was just, I was always upset, always crying. And my sister had boyfriends. I didn't. And and I was always interfering with their plans. And I was always upset. And every time she was hanging out with him, I was crying some more. And finally, my sister was like, there's, there's something going on here. And she didn't know how to help me. And so finally she said, um, you know, enough is enough. And she started searching for a therapist for me. Now this was, I'm going to say in our late Mm twenties, um, so I, I started experiencing the depression at 12 and then it wasn't until my late 20s that I sought therapy and because my sister pursued it for me. And then not in an angry way or whatever, she just didn't know what else to do for me. She wanted to help me. She didn't know how to reach out and help me. And so I started seeing a therapist. I was all for it. When she started doing this, I was like, okay, okay, I guess I'm doing this. This is something that I need to do. And then I, I started seeing a therapist and talking about my issues, my problems, what upset me. And it wasn't, and I was off and on in therapy, um, different therapists. And, and I knew that it was something that I needed to do, talking about everyday issues. But it wasn't until, I'm going to say, within the past five years, when I really started thinking about the depression, when I really started going deep into it, especially with a the therapist that I was working with, that I started understanding that so many issues that happened when I was younger mm-hmm. played a part in, in, in how I reacted to it. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because even though I was in, the, in, in, in therapy for so long, it took quite a bit of time to realize where this depression was coming from. And Mm -hmm. in last, I'm going to see maybe about a year and a half ago, I really, it it all came back to me. It was an experience that I had at, at 11 years old that I kind of remembered, but I guess I pushed it away from my mind. And it was, you know, an issue of sexual assault where Mm -hmm. I wasn't Mm -hmm. raped. I, it was, I was touched inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And, and, but the thing is, 
when I realized what was happening and I pulled away from it, even though I I, I had fought back because I, I approached the guy who, who touched me inappropriately and I started hitting him and I was like, don't ever do that to me again. Even though I stood up for myself, those feelings that it was my fault that it happened, the feeling of shame stayed with me. Mm-hmm. It stayed with me. And that's when I started feeling low about myself. That's when I started feeling angry and, and hating myself. And But for some reason throughout the years, I disassociated what had happened. And, and like I had forgotten what had happened. And, but those feelings of, of, of low self-worth Mm-hmm. Me. and, and mm-hmm. that's what pushed me and and the more I never talked about it the more depressed I became until I I had forgotten where these feelings had originated so that's what that's what that is in a nutshell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times often um, we can find um, with depression a lot of times that it does trigger from um, something that has, may have happened when we were younger or even happened now at the age that you are uh, and even the way we were raised or um, brought up our culture and it doesn't you know depression doesn't know a color uh, but it does you know when you think about it it affects everyone but it always has a source it always has somewhere the majority of the time that it stems from unless it's a biological you know condition that chemically mm-hmm. um, where you're dealing with that from what I've you know, been um, studying about it and know about it and have heard Mm -hmm. from different people about. um, And some are, um, you know, medical issues that have to be addressed as well. And so it's important to recognize, you know, what depression is. It's important to recognize the symptoms so that you can get treated. And Kathy, she finally recognized it and was able to get that therapy that she needed and find ways in order to uh, treat her depression as well. So, you know, even with that, we hear a lot about what depression is, mm-hmm. but tell us what depression is not. <laughs> so that's a really great question because um, at first I, when I was trying to understand depression, I thought it was just something that I could get over just I'm in a bad mood. So I'll, I, I'll be the first to tell you that depression is not a bad mood that somebody could just get over. That's not mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, let me see, I wrote, I wrote some notes down. It's, it's not someone being selfish. It's not someone, you know, just making it, making a situation all about themselves. It's, it's really, I think this, this idea this feeling of not understanding how to get out of like a dark hole. I call it a a dark hole. And some people just don't know how to get out of that. And in their effort to get out of it, people may construe that as as them being selfish or just them being in a bad mood and thinking that it's all about themselves and them being, you know, thinking it's all about, it's all about them. So that's not what it is at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, um, even even with our podcast, Kathy, we um, serve a lot of Christian listeners, and a lot of times, often too, with 
you know, depression, we think of sometimes we can pray it away, you know, uh, but that's not always the case. You know, there is um, cases where you need therapy and there's nothing wrong with therapy. There are cases where you need medications. That's why God created doctors. There's, you know, so there is, you know, a need for that. But I do believe that sometimes some things are um, a, a generational curse that, you know, has come because somewhere in the family line, there mm-hmm. has been someone else in your family. And a lot of times, if you don't realize it, that that person could have been dealing with that. And so, you know how you go to the doctors and they ask you, what is your family history? You know, uh, who has high blood pressure? Who has diabetes? Who has all of that? Well, depression is a part of that, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, and you can find it traced down, I should say, sometimes through the bloodline and depression is a very serious issue and it could become overwhelmingly oppressed to the ones that are dealing with that. And so sometimes it's, you know, I believe that God is a deliverer listener I believe that he is a healer, but I also got, believe that God gives us tools and resources to use as well um, to help us with that because everybody's at a different place. Everybody is at a different state, but it does not make you less than anybody else. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that is important to share with that. What are your thoughts on that, Kathy? I, I completely agree with that as well. Um, I used to pray a lot and just, you know, pray like, God, I don't understand. Why am I going through this? Please help me. Please help me. Um and this is before I, I ever spoke to any therapist. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, you, you know, it, it, it's some, it is something that you do need help for, whichever way that you decide to. When I first went into therapy, I had a doctor who prescribed me. I think it was Zoloft. And I started mm-hmm. taking it. I took it happily. I was like, these are my happy pills. They make me <laughs> right. Right. Um, but it was, I, I had, I didn't lose my job. I, I stopped working. Um, I quit my job after my father had passed and I decided to become a teacher, but I wasn't a teacher yet. So I didn't have insurance. So I couldn't pay for the medication anymore. And I felt like, okay, so this is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt like I would be okay without the medication. And it was completely by accident when I realized a number of of different things, as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I started doing in order to help with my depression. Um, my sister really loved working out. And so we started um, working out together and she, it, it's, <laughs> my sister and I are twins. We're fraternal twins. Yes. Right? I meant to tell you guys that. Yes. They're twins. <laughs> we're, we're fraternal twins. So, and, and every year we go to this twins festival in Ohio and and we need, and we make it, we make such a concerted effort to look as alike as possible. <laughs> and so my sister was working out and I wasn't. And she's like, mm, we're going to go to a twins festival and everybody's going to know that I'm the fit twin and you're not. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I need to start working out. And lo and behold, I started working out. And for some reason, in the past few months since I started working out, I haven't really been depressed. Mm-hmm. And then with that, you know, when I, I, I do workouts on, from this program called Beachbody and those, the, the, the trainers on Beachbody, they say things like, oh, you have to believe in yourself and this and that, you can do it. And so they were shouting out all these positive mm-hmm. affirmations, positive mm-hmm. self-talk. And, and I listened to them and I believed them. And I felt like it was that along with the exercises. And then I started, I started meditating mm-hmm. and then I started saying, positive affirmations for myself and all of that fell in line with each other because then I was doing it with my cousins and my sister and we were we formed a group so that we could do this all together 
And then it was, I was like, you guys, I'm not feeling depressed like I usually do. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't cure the depression. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I'll have a bout of depression that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I need to do something about it. But for the most part, I did not need medication anymore. Mm-hmm. Medication because I was doing all this other stuff on a regular basis that was helping me. Mm-hmm. And I found that out completely by accident. And I was pretty impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know, in one of your Instagram quotes, you say that you're not an expert at overcoming depression, but you're an expert on what helped you get through those darkest days. So share with the listeners what can help them get through their darkest days. So I feel like one of the biggest things that I wholeheartedly believe in is, is doing something that you love, something that's like at your core, something that makes you you. And for me, that's writing. I have all I published is my is 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 my blog. I haven't published my novel yet, but but I'm I'm not writing for others. I'm writing for myself and I'm mm-hmm. actually sharing what I've written to, to help others. I don't know, to get a clear perspective on things, but Writing has been the one thing that really centers my soul. And as I mentioned before, and I'm just so happy every time I'm writing. So I feel that that's the number one thing that I do to help me through my depression. And then, as I mentioned before, um, so, so I, I would, I share with anybody who asks, you know, how do, how do you battle your depression? Start doing that thing that you absolutely love, whether it's writing, gardening, whether it's watching movies, whether it's um, drawing, painting, for taking photographs, anything, anything that just puts your heart at ease. And I, I say just throw yourself into it. Do it for yourself. And I think you will be really, really happy. I wholeheartedly believe that. And like I said, the other things, just try it for a little while, the affirmations. Now, mind you, when I started meditating, it was because my sister had suggested it and it was really helping her through things. And I started meditating and I was just like, this is not helping me. This is not, I'm not, it's not changing me in any way. But it really took a number of days, I'm going to say months even, that I kept at it and I really felt like it was beneficial to me. And and, and it was, like I said, it was like a cocktail of, of all this stuff that I was doing on a regular basis. Now, it takes time to do all this stuff on a regular basis. And some mm-hmm. people are probably like, I ain't got time for that, you know, but let me just get take the medication. And I'm not begrudging anyone that whatever works for you, mm-hmm. whatever works mm-hmm. for you. And for me, that that's what, so I really believe that, you know, um, you, you, you try, you try meditation affirmations, if that's something that you really want to try. Um, and, and the thing that makes you happy, that thing that makes you happy. So that's mm-hmm. what I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so good. And, you know, um, a lot of times we say we don't have time, but I actually have this and I had talked to some of the people at our church and I said, you need to get this. Um, it's an affirmations app and you can just go in and you can place your own personal affirmations in it. And yeah. once you place your own personal affirmations in it, you it allows you to read it in your own voice. And yeah. so when you're reading, once you have your affirmation in there and then you read it, um, then you're hearing yourself um, speak back those affirmations. And so whatever it is that you're putting in there, then it's feeding your spirit, man, it's feeding your, yeah. your spirit and everything so that 
um, even when you're not only feeling your best day is still talking for you. Cause a lot yeah. of sometimes we don't even feel like getting up. You don't feel like, you know, doing anything. You don't even feel like praying, you know, that's be, I, I tell people, let's not be deep. You know, some days you don't even feel like it, but those are the days where you can pick up, you know, the affirmation and begin to play it because sometimes you need to keep building up your spirit. And eventually you, like you said, the more you do it, consistency is key. The more you mm-hmm. do it and the more you continue to do it, the more it takes over. And then you begin to find yourself like David did in the Bible. He said, encourages himself in the Lord. When you begin to constantly um, feed your spirit. And I talk about feeding your spirit, the word of God, Joshua. Uh, he said, I, I will meditate on the word day and night so that I may observe to do according to all that is written. And so then you will be prosperous. That's what it says. And then you will have some good success but just meditating on those things that are good, pure, lovely, and just, just all of those types of things um, will get you off of focus of what causes you to be sad and causes that oppression to come. Mm. Um, And being very active, like you said, those are great ways in order um, to be free. And you also talked about getting off of medication. And one of the ways that you said to do that was exercise. And it's, it's ironic that you said that because I had started my exercise journey about a year, well, I had started about three years ago. So I've been doing it, but being consistent and just switching up my exercise routine. And I've noticed that ever since I've gotten, um, consistent with it, if I miss a day or two, then I start to actually feel kind of sad. Like, you know, what is going on? But that exercise and it builds those endorphins in you um, and causes you, um, you know, everything to circulate, everything to get to moving, because sometimes it could even be chemically um, Mm -hmm. that while we are dealing with those things and just the the thing of moving around and the exercise, it builds up those um, endorphins and causes you to be even more happier. Yeah, have you yeah. found that when you when you've exercised Kathy oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I, I become I, I I'm light I'm happy I, I and while I'm exercising I just think about oh I'm gonna look so good oh, I'm yeah <laughs> and that makes me happy whatever works whatever right right right, right. Yeah. and I, I was um before I got on the podcast today I you know I had just came back from my personal trainer dogged out tired out <laughs> like oh I don't want to do this you know but the end goal is you want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So I went in the mirror, looked at myself. I said, oh, I am looking really good. <laughs> and I was like, but it, it does something to you. And so you mm-hmm. have to do, like you said, do things to help yourself, do things to be able um, to encourage yourself to do better. We can all think about um, the bad things and all of those types of things. But some of the things, a lot of the things that Kathy was saying, we have to be able to do that. You have to be able to talk to yourself and encourage yourself because that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be able to do that um, and you will get through it. And, and I think one thing that we didn't mention, but you talked about it and we don't even realize it, is that you had a support system, which was mm-hmm. your sister, yes. you know? And so I think that uh, a support system is very key as well. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Um, you know, there are a lot of people when, when somebody is really depressed and they're like, darkest moments it's hard to reach out to others and when others reach out to you it's hard to say okay I'll go out with you okay it's hard it's Mm -hmm. hard it's it's like something within you is preventing you from doing this stuff even if you want to so it's not that easy but yes my 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 sister had to deal with that for years and she was there by me and she she even told me she wrote a note to me once a a card it was very sweet I found it a few a a few months ago (laughs) that said 
I don't know how to help you when you get like this. I don't know what to do because she never experienced um, depression like this. But it's so important to have an, uh, a support system. I had it in my, I have it, continue to have it in my sister. And also um, there are two of my cousins who were, where all four of us are very, very close. And sometimes, and you know, we, we did a, um, an exercise challenge with each other. We go away together. We have um, phone calls just to check up on each other to be like, okay, what are you doing this week? And how can we support you with that? It's so important. It's so important because you, we, we were made, I think, I believe we're made to help each other. We can't get mm -hmm. through, mm -hmm. we can't get through life without other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there's somebody that, that you can reach out to, I mean, that's so important. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, we, we're not by ourselves on this earth. We were not mm -hmm. created to be by ourselves. And the thing is, you know, especially when you're feeling sad and depressed, when you're alone, it makes it worse, <laughs> you know, when you get by yourself, you, it, it, because then you have all these drowning thoughts and things yeah. that come in. And so it's very important that you do have that support system. And so listeners, I encourage you to, to, Find a strong support system. And again, like Kathy said, sometimes when you're dealing with that depression, you don't want to deal with anybody. You just want to be by yourself. But I want you to recognize and realize that you have those that care for you, those that are out there that support you. And think about the ones in your life that you know are there for you and that would support you. And if you don't have someone, you know, because you may say, I don't have anyone, then um, Kathy's going to get our, her, your informa her information to you as well so that you can get some helpful resources. But you can also get therapy. You can get counseling. But those that, you know, um, in ministry or you're in church, you know, you can talk to your leaders and um, is get counseling as well. But if you need therapeutic counseling, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I encourage, like she said, meditation and prayer. Those help a lot of times. A lot of times when I you know, get anxious about a lot of things, sometimes it just takes it time to just really sit down and do what the Bible says, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you and just letting that all of that out. Um, so that you don't have to carry it alone. And so I encourage you, get that support system that you need, get that help that you need um, in order to get through what you're going through. And I just pray for the listeners today that the Lord continues to strengthen you, that he gives you that support system that you need, that his spirit continues to rest upon you. And where there's a spirit of oppression that continues to bind you, we pray the blood of Jesus over your life. And we decree and declare that resources will come, that you will find the help that you need. People will line up with you in order to help you along your journey. And if you love exercise, take up a hobby, you know, find something else to do. Uh, Kathy talked about writing. She loves to write. She's an English teacher. So she loves to write. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is very good. Some of you may love the paint. Some of you love yeah. the scene, you know, yeah. get involved with your gifts and your talents and throw yourself into them. I even hear a lot of movie stars talk about that. You know, they deal with a lot of issues all the time, but they throw themselves into the craft that God has given them on the inside. And they, if, whether it's singing, whether it's dancing, and if they stop doing those things, sometimes they feel miserable because they're not operating out of um, what they love to do. So I really appreciate that, Kathy, that you brought that out. What do you think about that as well? Just throwing yourself into things as well, like you're okay. right. Yeah, I, I completely, I, you know, it's like, it's feeding your soul. This is what mm -hmm. your soul is asking you for, mm -hmm. you know, feed it with, give it what, what it needs that, that nourishment. Um, I, I believe everybody, I know that everybody has been born with some type of talent, something that mm -hmm. they love, you know, even if it's just listening to music, why not mm -hmm. just listen to the stuff that makes you 
feel happy. I, I just so believe in that so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll be more happy and fulfilled. Like mm-hmm. I love to travel. Like when I get, you know, when I get stressed out and bummed, I was like, okay, it's time to go somewhere, you know, <laughs> because sometimes you have to get, you know, way because I'm a lot around, around a lot of people a lot. And so they mm-hmm. pull, they draw. And so sometimes you have to do what you have to do in order to um, strengthen yourself back up and, and, and replenish. Yes. Um, and so whatever you need to do to replenish, whether it's getting a massage, you know, um, or whether it's just going to the lake, you may can't afford it, go to the lake and just sit out mm-hmm. on the lake and just watch the water. That's therapy within That's itself. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? So Mm -hmm. do something, um, even if it's just taking a walk or something, all of those things will begin to help you as well. Mm -hmm. But Kathy, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. Uh, Thank you for being a part. Would you tell the listeners um, how they're able to get in contact with you or to find out more about you? Sure. Um, Okay. So I am on Instagram. Uh, It's Kathy underscore Marie one. Uh, that's on Instagram. And my, my blog is Kathy's cross under, uh, I'm sorry, dot wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. So it's Kathy's cross, you know, like my cross to bear. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, that's my blog and, and that's my Instagram. So I would be happy to hear from people. If only you just go onto my website to read just one post, my latest mm-hmm. post or whatever, that would be great. I would, I would love that. Yes, yes. And listeners will also have the information in the show notes as well as when you click on the link and when you listen to this, you'll look down below and you'll be able to find her information directly to get directly to her. And so we thank you for being a part of the podcast again today, Kathy. And we thank you listeners for being a part today. And until next time, you have a wonderfully blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.